This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Our heroes, along with the mortal form of Moonhammer, are battling the Queen of Hell and her bodyguards in a flesh circus. But will Alan be able to safely transform back into a human to help her friends? Will Bucky and Bobbert be able to hold off an entire circus full of demons? Will Moonhammer even be able to fight after her hands were chopped off? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. And I stab <laughs> my two hand stumps on top of the <laughs> hammer handles. Uh, so that way I finally have hammers as hands again. <laughs> Can you roll me a constitution save, please? You're not used to this horrible mortal pain, but damn it, you're going to force your way through. Seven. The pain overwhelms you for a moment. Your vision goes white. Uh, you take seven points of damage, but you now have hammers for hands. <laughs> Great. Alan, you're um, still a bat. I would like to try to give advantage to whoever's going to attack Duella next. So I'm going to yell at my bat friends. Hey, guys, attack now. <laughs> <laughs> Alan chooses to remain a bat. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh. So I can talk to them as a bat. This makes right, more so sense. the bats swarm Duella, giving advantage to the next okay. attack against her. And she's like, what? Snacks? Not now. <laughs> and... <laughs> And uh, I pop back into my wizard form. So you're just outside Dwell's thing. You're yeah. standing next to the two guards just got lightning cool. fried. Which that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Which Ryan. brings us to said guards. So Jack is in darkness. <laughs> you're currently smashing him with various things. He's going to try and take a swipe at you. He knows you're real close by. He pops out his spikes. You get the sense his armor class goes up. And he's just going to swing with a big spiky fist. Oh, he barely misses. You know what they say. That's still a miss, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Forsaken! Let's see if he shakes off the blindness. He does. Cut to the other two guards. Alan suddenly appears in front of them. Hello. Um, they're surprised, <laughs> so I'm going to have them attack at disadvantage. Cool. So the first one hits, and the second one... Oh. I rolled a 1 and a 20. Wow! <laughs> so you're very lucky. From the first guy, hits you for 12 damage. Second guy hits his buddy for uh, six. It's a real own goal right there. He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I, this, this is why I don't like being partnered up with you. <laughs> okay, top of the round. Duella, she's being buffeted by bats. She sees Moonhammer in front of her with double hammer hands. Oh, you're looking more like a god every moment, mortal. So she's going to take two swings at you. She misses with both. Those bats are really fucking distracting. Uh, butthole. In my previous turn, I'd hit with the shield and then yanked it back out. 
And one of the cool things about having the chain shield is I started sweeping it around to the left, knowing on the next round I could do a 360 with it. So I just duck and try to bring it around into the other side of his jaw. I mean, it seems mean knowing he doesn't have great dental, but that's <laughs> really what I'm going for. So let's see if that does anything. 13. No, 13 does not hit. All right, so at this point, seeing Moonhammer get lightning bolted and everything else, I just look into the eyes of Jack and I just scream and my soul-rending despair creates a cloud of hate that surrounds me. Given almost physical form, it is so damaging. Just the emptiness of who I am, having lost a god, found what seemed to be not my god, starting to perhaps bond, but unsure, and then seeing her shorn of hands and forced to mutilate herself, like just everything pours out of me, which gives me a cloud that extends 15 feet in all directions, uh, and all affected creatures within that will half their movement, and when they enter it or start a turn in the field, they have to take a wisdom saving throw, DC 15. If they fail, they take 3d8 necrotic damage, half damage if they save. Okay, so that brings us to the clowns. The crispy clowns make it up first, and they're going to rush at Alan. So you've got three crispy clowns <laughs> swinging all manner of wacky prop comedy weapons. One of them will hit. I'll react with my shield. Nice, yep, good call. My AC is temporarily 16. In that case, none of them hit. So the, the clowns rush nice. up as you throw up your shield. Their wacky prop comedy weapons bounce off you. They're all kind of hilarious, but now is really not the time. <laughs> um, awesome. So that's crispy clowns. Fresh clowns get up. They're rushing at Bobbert. If they enter your field, do they have to roll the thing? When they enter it, they have to do the saving throw. And at the start of a turn where they're in it, they have to do the okay. saving throw. So three of them rush in. Wisdom saves for all three. So two of them are fine. But one of them, you know, he's a sad clown. <laughs> they all take... 15 damage for the one who failed the save. Okay. And then eight damage for the other two. And then depending on how much movement they use, they might actually not be able to get to me because it's 15 feet, but their movement is cut in half the moment they enter the field. Yeah, I mean, they had to climb this round, so yeah, I'd say they're close. Stuck in a painful storm of my self-loathing. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of look at each other. Should we do this? Should we not? And then one of them just goes, Honker! And they're like, yeah, mm, mm. And you hear some like honks of approval and uh, they decide to try and get their shit together next round. The remaining clowns start to awkwardly clamber up and then they see the fire breathers and they're like, oh shit. So they drop back down and make one of those foot hoisty things, but it's hilarious because they're clowns. Which brings us to Bucky. You have an enraged elephant and two fire breathers on you. Oh man, they're all on me still? I thought we like kind of like all dove out of the way. Yeah, you, you did. Oh, we just like, dove in the same direction. Well, <laughs> we I mean, like, like, you're, all, still you're all in the same area. Like they're not, <laughs> right, they're right. not in melee distance. Oh, okay. They're just like nearby. Okay. I cast sleep in this area. Okay. Maybe at least just calm down the elephant. This amount that I'm about to roll, we apply it to the first the enemy with the lowest health, 14. So that's not going to do much. Anyone who has 14 health or less in my immediate area of the elephant and the fire breathers, they fall asleep. Unfortunately, they I all have higher health. Yeah, so I figured. You're like, sleep. And they're like, no, we're, we're at work, buddy. It's hard being a fire breather. <laughs> and I just yell over, call for the Devlingtons. <laughs> and then Bucky doesn't know what that means. <laughs> so he just says, the Devlingtons. And then you hear from the crowd, the Devlingtons. <laughs> um, and suddenly uh, three devils leap out of the crowd and jump into the fray. So the three Devlingtons are going to rush the elephant because that seems the biggest and scariest. They're not that good at punching elephants. One of them's okay, though. So the elephant will take... Six points of damage. Jeremy is definitely the best. <laughs> sure, let's say Jeremy did it. He's the hero of the day. He's like, I actually know those guys. Let's help them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this one, but he knew our name. Brings us to fire breathers. The two next to you, Bucky, one of them's going after the Devlingtons, one of them's going after you, but first they have to do a con save to see if they can chug more oil. 
Both of them feel pretty sickly. It seems diving out of the way may have upset their stomachs. So instead, uh, he's going to have to rush you with a sword. He will hit, and he's going to do six points of damage. Okay. The other one takes a swing at Jeremy. He will hit, and Jeremy takes eight points of damage. Two fire breathers who rush to the <laughs> clown pyramid getting hoist up. They're going to attempt an athletics check to get up there. There's a reason these guys didn't go into acrobatics. They fall in the clowns. Mm. So now there's just two piles of swearing fire breathers and clowns. The oil is spilling everywhere. Brings us to, to Moonhammer. I want to attack Dwala. Mm-hmm. I am going to attempt to run at her with my hammers so that the back spiky end smashes into her eyeballs and scoops her eyeballs out. (laughs) Fair enough. Can I use Divine Smite? Yeah, once you've hit, you can roll Divine Smite. You get advantage because of Alan's bat team. You get two attacks and you get to roll them both twice. Okay. And pick the better. 18. Yep, first little hit. Not 20. You rush up and you swing your hammer's pick first, smash right into her face. One of them feels like it got in there nice and good. So I'm going to use Divine Smite. Mm -hmm. And the one hammer that really got into her eyeball glows and heats up and kind of like explodes in her eye socket. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, So uh, go ahead and roll your damage. 14. Max damage. And that's the off hammer. And then for your critical hammer. Oh, and because you... Plus divine smite. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so roll 2d8 for your divine smite on that one. Oh, this is going to be so much damage. Yep, go for it. Okay, so that's another nine. Okay, now for your critical hammer. (laughs) Alyssa, if you could roll me two more d8s, please. What's your total there? 32 damage. <laughs> that is fucked up. Yeah. Um, Fucking so, magic hammers. So, uh, the hammers are in our eye sockets. You sort of like heat one up and it feels right. This is the divine justice you're used to smashing. Her one eye explodes. And because you rolled so well, I'm going to say that even though your other hammer didn't make it into her eye, you use this one to pull out the entire front chunk of her face, including the bridge of her nose. She screeches in agony and you cause a massive amount of damage. Bitch, um, eat the hammers of moon hammer. <laughs> One of the Devlingtons is like, she did. (laughs) No, the best part is she still left the mouth. Like, it's still possible. Yep. Uh, If you kill a demon in hell and become queen of hell, does it have to go to your hell? (laughs) I think we're going to find out at some point in this adventure. Okay, so she's, she's still up, but she's pretty fucked up. Stupid divine smite. Um, all right, that brings us to the elephant. Elephant is panicking. It's going to attack the Devlingtons. It unfortunately crushes the two Devlington siblings, but Jeremy's still up and fighting. Honestly, I'm really only emotionally invested in Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, May he live forever. He's pretty enraged about it. I will not be the last of the Devlington clan! Which brings us to the ringmaster. So the ringmaster whistles. And from the flaps in the ceiling, suddenly two trapeze artists come swinging down. They're hanging on by their feet and they're firing hand crossbows. One's going to fire at Bucky. Misses horribly. Oh, thank you. It's hard to fire a hand crossbow from a trapeze. (laughs) Uh, The other one's going to swing by shooting at Moonhammer. He will hit. And Moonhammer, you're going to take seven points of damage. (gasps) No. You can see the ringmaster starts stride toward the booth on hilarious long, long legs. stilt legs? Yeah, Yeah. striding's always funny on stilt legs. This is very Batman Returns. It it is, yeah. (laughs) I mean, maybe. Which brings us to Alan. There are two guards who are swinging at you with spike fists. I'm just going to do a classic acid splash at them. (laughs) I can get both of them as long as they're within five feet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love never knowing what you're going to do. It's delightful. So they need to make a deck saving throw. One of them makes it. And the other... Takes seven acid damage. Yeah, he's looking pretty fucked up. Melty, melty. 
That's Alan's new catchphrase. It's, it's a photo of like a cute half elf wizard. And if it says melty, melty, there's just goblin skeletons melting on either side. Jeremy lets out a cry of rage and fury at the death of his siblings. And he starts going from legend looking devil to Diablo looking devil. And he throws his horns down and he fucking charges the elephant. Says, How do you like it, you long nosed fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, so he uh, he plows he plows into the side of the elephant, which is really very confused about what's going on. And carrying on the long history of poor elephants being abused at the circus. Yeah. It's going to take uh, 11 points of damage. How's the elephant looking? It's an elephant. Like an elephant, fine. yeah. It's pretty hardy and hale oh, at this God, point. Okay. Bucky, use your animal handling. <laughs> That's how the party gained an elephant. Um, okay. <laughs> Some people are just assholes, Mr. Simpson. <laughs> That brings us to Jack and the guards. So two guards swinging at Alan again with spikes. Fucking hell. One of them hits. Take seven points of damage. Where's your precious mage armor now? And the other guy's like, shut up. Don't test her. I'm still covered in acid. Which brings us to Jack. Inside my cloud of hate. Yep. So he's got to pass it. He does not. He takes 14 damage. He kind of drops one knee still up, but he's pretty fucked up. With his last remaining strength, lunges at you with two fists out. He will hit... Not for much, though. Seven points of damage. I hate you, and I hate me, and I <laughs> hate teeth. And that was an 18 on my constitution save, so that spell is an act. The hate cloud still fuels both of us. <laughs> All right, top of the round. Duella is fucking mad and bloody and angry. She lets out an earth-shatteringly loud shriek. And Moonhammer, can you please roll me a constitution save? Seven. It's like a wave of force that hits you, and it blows you back off the edge of the viewing box and down into the crowd below. So from the piercing shriek, you're going to take nine points of damage. Oh, we're getting oh, close there. Oh. And from the fall, you'll only take two. Oh, my God. Three left. Oh, God. So you hit the ground. You're pretty bloody. The area around you is ringing, kind of like blinking to get your bearings. This mortal body. Oh, this mortal body fucking, fucking sucks. Duella um, <laughs> lets out this horrible shining scream, and the wood splinters off the outside of the box, and now she's fully there in all of her blind fury, screaming orders for everyone to die. It's just like full scorched earth policy, just kill everyone. Butthole. Jack is lunging at you, throwing fists. He's pretty fucked up. I'm just going to bring my shield down across his face on the one side. Oh, thank God. Goblin Jr. can give me advantage, so I'm going to use that on my chain shield strike. That's why we need that advantage. 18 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. Nice. 15 damage from the chain shield hit. Well, tell me what you do to him, but he, he's dead. I bring it down again, and I mean, I've just been aiming for this jaw because I'm just so mad. This guy and I had like a reasonable agreement, and then he turned out to be a dick, and my god is having a hell of a time, and he's so loyal to this fucking tentacle woman <laughs> that like I bring it down along where the jaw is, but I finally have enough force that it actually separates his head right along the jaw. So it's like top of vertebrae and the top of his head bounces off. And the best part is I'm so fucking angry that that was only a bonus action. (laughs) So can I make it to Moonhammer? She's on the ground. She's far away from you. You can leap down. Oh, yeah. I'm going for the leap. Like, I got to get to her. Roll me an athletics check, please. 13 total. I'm going to spend two more of my sorcerer points and give you a D4 on that because that's didn't sound like so, a good number. So, um, Bucky, you look up and you see Butthole, like, running for Moonhammer. 
And you can see just from the way he kind of stumbles as he jumps, this is going to be horrible. So yeah. you reach out with all your fandom and... Oh, gosh, I hope he makes it. I feel like we should call this power, like, hope against hope. <laughs> yeah, so it goes from 14 to 17. Another three there, yeah. 17? Okay, yeah. Butthole, you were convinced you were going to make this jump, but suddenly things just work a little better for you, and you manage to vault down and land next to Moonhammer. And I looked down at Moonhammer, who's super fucked up, and I know I don't have healing powers. Like, things are just so fucked right now, and I look around and there's an elephant flattening Devlington's left, right, and center, and people are breathing fire on Bucky. This insane blind woman with no tentacles is still kicking ass. There's fucking creepy-ass clowns. I don't know what the fuck this ringmaster's doing. Like, I just look up in slow motion. It's like, if this was like a movie, there'd be like the CGI little bits of the tent just falling around me is like my platoon moment of like a nightmare. Then I look down at Moonhammer. I flash back to the things that have happened. We were great, like healing people. And then having no power and just stomping that guy's skull and being so empty. But then I flash through what happened since we've met where we like talked by that lake and she prevented me from (laughs) drowning myself. But also like her healing Charles and then being lost in a fog and no mind and her being the thing that's there. And then even weird stuff like her befriending Toadie DeVito. And then the last thing where I realized we sync up where I thought she was just so great at everything was her bluffing her way through to Duella and then just eating shit. Like does (laughs) no one believe the bluff? And I realized that she's been my moon hammer the whole way along. And I say, this has always been yours. And I take out my soul stone and I hold it in front of her face and I crush it so she can inhale my soul a la Reginald at the end of the last battle. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as you do that, Moonhammer, you inhale the soul of one of your most beloved followers and you feel a calm and an ease that you've never felt. A smile plays across your features and you explode. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums. 
all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have IndiCloud back as a sponsor. As IndiCloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product, Dank Sickles. <laughs> It's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue raised flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Danksicles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndiCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indicloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dum Dums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. Hey everybody, it's me, Bucky. They're letting me read an ad. Oh, I'm very excited. This one is for the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, you can join the $15 per month tier and name NPCs that appear in the series. You'll give me a bunch of new friends to say hello to, and I'm very excited about that. I always admired Mr. Butthole for being able to say, uh, hello, new friend, to anybody, and they immediately like him, and they all become his best friend, and that's all I really want, is to have new friends as well. It gets a little lonely here at the castle, uh, and, and, you know, it would just be really nice if we get, become friends. So if you, you got someone in mind, you know, someone from maybe one of your other campaigns or your own OC or something like that, and you want to, you know, say hi to me, well, I'd, I'd really like that. So you, if you go over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e you can you can make it happen looking forward to meeting you bye Um, which brings us to the clowns. They're speaking in honks. Like honk, 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 and they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're totally, we're totally gonna get this guy. We're gonna fuck him up. And then you leap over all of them, and something explodes behind him. They're like, honk, honk. This is not how we expected our day would go. And one of them goes, honk. We should never let Cirque. The crispy clowns, though, are up to you again, Alan. They're gonna swing at you with their okay. comic prop weapons. I'll cast shield again. Okay. Two of them will hit. It turns out that rubber fish had a nail in it. Clowns. Oh, fuck. I rolled two ones. Uh, Three points of damage. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) The nails were rubber. Smash, cut to the props. Master is like, (laughs) 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 they're going to get such a kick out of this when they're not fighting today. The other two clowns are busy trying to fucking untangle themselves Mm -hmm. from things. Bucky, I'm going to say all of this is happening concurrently to the soulstone crushing, so that hasn't quite happened yet. You're surrounded by awfulness. What do you do? I'm going to cast Scorching Ray on the fire jugglers around me. <laughs> nice. Um, so that gives me three blasts, and I can hurl them at one target or several. So just to put them down, I'm going to aim all three at the fire breather that's closest to me. 12 to hit on the first one. 12 to hit on the second one. 15 to hit on the third yep, one. all three of those will hit. Oh, amazing. They take 2d6 each time. 18 damage. 
Yes, exactly 18 HP. Oh, beauty. (laughs) Um, So as the scorching rays hit him, his last thought is, in the end, the fire breathed me. Uh, And he uh, (laughs) bursts into flame and dies. But you feel the power of the magic around you sort of bending and twisting, and you realize a wild magic effect is occurring in your panic. The way wild magic works is I roll percentile, consult a chart, and something crazy happens. So let's find out what's up. Oh, damn. Straight 100. (laughs) I regain all expended sorcery points. I was down to one. So fuck it. (laughs) I spend two to turn lightning bolt into a bonus action, and I just light some motherfuckers up. (laughs) So he starts scorching ray, and his body's just consumed with lightning. I'd let you get Firebreather near you, Firebreather clown who are in the bottom of the fallen pyramid, and Duella. They've got to do saves at 16. No saves. Oh, beauty. So that's 25 to each of them. Pyramid Clown explodes. <laughs> Both fire breathers light up. They explode. Duella takes a bunch of damage. She doesn't know where the fuck it came from. Right. She's screaming. I said that I was going to light these guys up with like a lot of swagger, but Bucky definitely did not mean to do that. It was like, uh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> well, unfortunately, the problem is once you open Pandora's box, Pandora's box tends to keep going. So I have rolled a 79. Illusory butterflies and flower petals flutter in the air within 10 feet of you for the next minute. <laughs> so... So Not only as you rush, as you rush towards Bubble and Moonhammer, he sees the fire coming down. There's like John Woo butterflies coming up as well. <laughs> you reach for the soul stone. Imagine me, though, if, you, if we time this out. So I reach down, I crush the soul stone. She inhales, explodes, and petals and butterflies <laughs> appear all around me. Yep. Which uh, brings us to the ringmaster. So the ringmaster is making strides directly at the two of you. There's a flash of light. Moonhammer explodes. And then all of a sudden, butthole, you hear, Dog's purpose! Holy shit. I fall to my hands and knees instantaneously. <laughs> There's no reaction. I don't even look. I'm just down. And the ringmaster on stilts steps off the shield. <laughs> and from atop the motherfucking stilts, Quinny leaps out with a particularly shiny blade, jams his blade into Duella's neck, swings around behind her and boots her as hard as he can, tearing a cut through the side of her. Duella goes flying forward out of the booth, cut to Moonhammer. With a blinding flash of light, Moonhammer explodes, blasting you back after you've dog's purpose, Ryan. You fall backwards, you're weakened, but in the place of the shitty, fleshy mortal body is now the glorious goddess Moonhammer as she was always intended. Moonhammer, with your hands returned to hammers and in all of your (laughs) Valkyrie glory... Bloody and screaming and full of lightning, Duella is flying at you, having just been booted by Quinny. What do you do? I raise my head triumphantly and yell, Yes! Moonhammer returns! Can you roll me eight attacks, please? (laughs) I'll just count them off for her, Thomas. She rolls because eight is a lot. Go for it. Keep rolling. So 20, 25 total. That is a 24 total. That is a nat 20. You know, let's just stop there. I'm going to (laughs) give <laughs> um, to the sound of the William Tell overture of hammer smashing, I think you just fucking pulp Duella with your your hammer hands. Yeah, it's so many hits so fast that Duella becomes a mist. <laughs> and you see Jeremy. Oh fuck, we picked the right side. Alan, you still have two guys standing next to you who look like they're not stopping the fight anytime soon. What do you do? I feel really shitty because I feel like I haven't really done much here. I was a bat for so long. Um, <laughs> 
And I'm just itching to do something big and scary. So I'm just going to cast a fireball mm-hmm. about 21 feet away from me. <laughs> <laughs> so Alan's going so to try literally to is going throw. to is going to like just miss me and consume them. You get some like beautiful mind style calculations in your head from the voice at the time. And when it goes, he goes, oh, good work. Uh, so go ahead and roll your damage. <laughs> so they have to make a dex saving throw. One of them makes the save, but one of them rolled a one. So 36 damage for the guy who failed and 18 damage for the one who passed. They had 37 health to begin with, and they've both taken a bunch. (laughs) So um, despite their armor, they explode and the firewall blows out the wall behind them and together they are incinerated. Just what I wanted. (laughs) All right. The elephant is rapidly calmed. We can drop out of initiative order. Bobbert, you kind of fall down next to Moonhammer, your soul having been drained to power her. I'm still surrounded by simultaneously falling, burning pieces of the tent and flower petals and butterflies because Bucky's nearby. Uh, and, and I just stagger towards Moonhammer and I do one of those things when you're just burnt out in an action movie and I just fall to my knees and look up at her in awe because as far as I can tell, this is going to be my last moment alive and I'm just going to take in this sight before I pass. I see Butthole and he falls over onto the ground and I run over to him and step so that I'm over his face and I crouch down <laughs> and let out the biggest fart right into his mouth. <laughs> and he breathes it in. You and can it- actually see my whole chest expand so much so that all of the spikes in my armor pop back into flat armor. <laughs> the walls of the tent blow out in flaps of flesh <laughs> raining down on <laughs> demons. But now you can see this guy. After my fart blast brings him back to life, I start to glow and levitate into the air. And since I have taken over Duella's place in hell, my glow from like a golden glow, it turns to this reddish glow and this razor crown <laughs> appears on my head. Um, I also <laughs> would say that all of the rattlers suddenly turn into great mead as yes. far as the eye can see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I start levitating <laughs> just beside her. You can just see the, the fart that simultaneously was going into me and is now coming out of me swirls around. And it's sort of like the transformation in Beauty and the Beast. Yep. <laughs> it's like circling. And you can see slow-mo of me flexing. Oh, my beard grows in. And then close up on the stomach and my stomach just pops out and the armor goes with it. And you just see the armor flatten and grow shiny and chips of paint fall away. And I reach up and just go... And then I doing that weird sinuousy body movement thing where the beast lowers back down to earth and it's just chubby ass, beardy, full beard, fuller than it's ever been. <laughs> Only now it has a white stripe right in the middle that goes down and it forms what looks like a hammer at the bottom. So there's like a, a little hexagon at the bottom and a, and a stripe going right up to his chin. And my eyes just, there's something iridescent about them now. They're a little brighter, a little shinier than they ever were. And the symbol of Moonhammer is back on the armor everywhere. And it's all just the clean silver. And beside me, I look up and see Goblin Jr. floating and just doing like dog stuff the same way. And then when he comes back down and looks up, the brand is still on the side of his face. But instead of the symbol of Blighthammer, it's the symbol of Moonhammer 
as she had seen it. Not as mine. Mine are still all mine on my armor, but on him, it's now the proper official goddess's symbol. Nice. All that having been done, you all turn to regard a lone figure who kind of uh, is looking down at you from uh, up in the balcony. Quinny, what do you say? I did it. I saved you all. You're welcome. (laughs) Hey, what's up? (laughs) It's good to see you, you little asshole. Have you met Bucky? (laughs) Who the hell is that? (laughs) Come on, come on, Quinny. Bucky, get over here. Alan, what's your reaction to all this? I just start silently weeping and just like walk over to you. Just like, please hug me. Quinny will give Alan a hug for sure. With butthole, there's no option. The moment Alan lets go, I scoop you up and I just kiss you on the mouth for a long time. Like it's, there's no tongue, but I am not letting our faces part for a good while. Quinny makes a sound. Mm, I know, I love this too. Uh, And my beard is so full that it feels like it's hugging your jaw and holding you close to me. So after he finally drops you to the ground, Bucky comes over to you. Bucky will also attempt to force a hug on me. While I have empathy towards Alan and patience towards butthole, I don't know this fucking kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, he tries to get a hug, but he also understands like, you know, you've been through a lot and you're a ghost and you know, there's a lot. So I think it's at a respectful distance, but holding the wanted poster eagerly, like I sign it for him. He is just so fucking happy. Yeah, yeah. He goes over and shows Goblin Jr. And Goblin Jr. is like, snarf, snarf. There's one more member of the party that Quinny of all people particularly needs to meet. Who the hell is this? This is called I'm Right and You're Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> And I just put my hand to my mouth, quietly say, Quinny, legit moon hammer. Oh, come on. <laughs> Who is it really? Look at the hands. Jesus I Christ, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Is she okay? Yeah, no, honestly, she was mortal for a while and she lost her hands and she still jammed hammers in there. Like, this is by choice. Yes, I am the goddess of moon hammer. Goddess of moon hammer? <laughs> yeah, we learned that too. It's- but now you can refer to me as the queen of hell moon hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Having successfully secured the throne for Moonhammer, you now have the power of Moonhammer to allow them to return to the mortal realm. However, before they go, you do warn them that there are others like you, other exiles that will be trying to seize control of their world and seize places in their world, and that they must remain vigilant, and that when the time comes, you'll be there to aid them. Having said that, you're able to send them on their way. Before we get back to Earth, because we got a great surprise for you there, Quinny, honestly... I think we all really just want you to have the conversation. Bucky has been here for so long with me and worked so hard to get the gang back together. And I just want him to get a chance to come over and say hello. So come here, Bucky. And Bucky walks over and I like put an arm around him and help him be brave. You say what you told me you wanted to say to him the first time we ever met. This statement is why I agreed to let Bucky help me. Mr. Quinney, my name is Bucky, and I am so honored to meet you, sir. I, I, I just wanted to say that, you know, your choice to strike out onto a life of adventure inspired me to leave my home and, and become an adventurer as well, uh, just as much as Mr. Butthole uh, inspired me to follow my own beliefs, and Miss Allen inspired me to, to harness the power of magic for good and to help my friends. So I, I, I just wanted to say... I'm a very big fan of you, uh, all three of you, um, and, and I, it's just a real honor to, to be here and to see you all come back together. This, 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 was, this is a dream come true for me. And uh, what do you say to that, Quinny? All right. <laughs> you can see in Bucky's eyes, he reacts to that, and you're kind of expecting the usual, like, yeah, fuck off, kid. 
but that's exactly what he expected yep. that Quinny would say. So he's just fucking psyched. <laughs> like that is the best thing that could happen. It's really to. him. Together, you uh, you pack up your stuff and get ready to head back up topside. But first, you get to say your goodbyes to Moonhammer. I'm going last. You guys do what you got to do. <laughs> Moonhammer, seriously, didn't really think the gods were real. Pleasure to meet you. Sorry for doubting. Great to meet you too. Thanks for taking care of Butthole. Doing a pretty good job. Oh, also, there are some bats flying around. They've been cursed. So maybe if you want to turn them back into whatever they were before, they'll serve you. Oh, great. I'll work on it. All right, thanks. Quinny says, you're the real moon hammer, huh? Yep. Could the real moon hammer do this? And using my fingers, I flip you off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I just like back away with my middle fingers raised. And I turn around and I'll say, oh, thanks for setting my soul free and like letting me leave hell and shit. That's cool. I'll give you this. You are the queen of hell now. Enjoy your body when you get back. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what that means. I wave Bucky over to say goodbye. Bucky gives you a great big hug. Miss Moonhammer, it was an honor to meet you as well. And to be there after meeting my hero and watching my hero meet his hero, it it was inspiring (laughs) and and, and magical. And and I love you. (laughs) I give him a soft, soft tap with my hammer hand on top of his head. You did good. You did good. Oh, thank you. So I wave Goblin Jr. up. Goblin Jr. wanders over. He bows in that way that pets do in movies like The Lion King. And he says, snarf, snarfity, snarf, snarf, snarf. Which, of course, Moonhammer, you know, means I always knew it was you. (laughs) Uh, And then he, like, walks away real proud of himself. I walk up last. In my head, I'm hearing the fanfare from the end of Star Wars A New Hope. Like, I'm just doing a walk, even though it's like a burning down (laughs) thing full of corpses. (laughs) I just walk up slowly and very ramrod straight. And then I gesture over to Jeremy, who approaches, and I say, Moonhammer, this is Jeremy Devlington. He fought an elephant in your honor. He lost several siblings. He is a true and loyal servant. And I take out Slaughter Gore, and I say, Jeremy, defend her with this. And I pass off the sword of the Forsaken. He takes the sword. I would be honored. Pleasure to serve, ma'am. And then he takes the sword, and with a cry of, Moonhammer! slices off the brand of Duella. I put my hand on his chest and heal the wound he just made. And it doesn't cause him any pain, but his skin heals back over. And it has the symbol of Moonhammer instead. Oh, that's metal. (laughs) And I walk over to his two siblings and I look down and I see that, in fact, they both have only lost a leg. And I reach down over their corpses and I press my hands against them and I fart in the presence of Moonhammer. It's the most majestically musical fart I've ever had. And it swirls up and around me and she farts as well. And it joins my fart. So it's like a symphony. It's still the Star Wars theme. <laughs> it <laughs> circles us and it goes down and it circles their two bodies and summons them back. So the Devlingtons are arisen. You will have to get them new legs. There are limits. <laughs> <laughs> they both sit and shrug, and then they start, like, crawling over to the dead fire breathers and start, like, hacking off legs. <laughs> yeah, and I just give him a thumbs up. And then I walk back to Moonhammer, and I, I kneel before her, and I say, Listen, we've both said things we don't mean. <laughs> the important thing is that neither of us is perfect. I'm not a perfect cleric, and you don't need to be a perfect god. You share your powers where you want to. It's not great that you powered Fiddlesworth, but what counts is that you powered me afterwards. That's good. And you know what? You're going to make mistakes, and so am I. And that means we're both allowed to make mistakes. As long as we have open lines of communication, (laughs) this can continue to be the most meaningful relationship in our lives. 
And then I reach into my back pocket and I pull out a ring that no one knew I had the entire duration of the show, but I've always carried it. And I hold it up and I say, Moonhammer, will you marry me? Oh my God. Says Moonhammer. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's not a good sound. Shh, Quinny. (laughs) Don't ruin this. I mean, you've done so much for me and helped me achieve my goals of becoming Queen of Hell Moonhammer. I'm going to take the ring for now. I'm going to wear it around my neck. And the next time we meet again, I'll give you my answer. I like that because it gives me something to earn. And if there's one thing I know about you, you like people who get stuff done. I can't wait for a yes. (laughs) <laughs> and then I walk off fucking so pumped. Like I'm doing like little kid kicks of joy as I like walk back. And I look to Quinny and I'm like, how's your God doing? Oh, I don't know. They're not here. <laughs> and then I just kick off into the distance fucking pumped. Okay. The Goblin Jr. very quietly puts away the ring he'd been carrying. <laughs> um, I let out a thunderous fart and the ground fractures in a giant earthquake and uprises these stairs leading up to the sky and the sky parts as well. And there's like a big hole and you can see that there's like another world outside there. You can see Evgenovich looking in. Awesome! Just opens fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, two crossbow bolts fly past you. And he's like, sorry, sorry. (laughs) We start walking up the stairs. And as we do, I look back and give you a wave. And then Quinny is beside us, sort of like a force ghost. And as we get close to the top, Quinny just disappears. And Goblin Jr. looks at me a little concerned, and I'm like, just wait. And we walk up to the field, and the case is closed, but we're just hearing, like, panicked screaming (laughs) inside the case that I built. (laughs) So I look at Alan, and together... Yeah, right now. So then we both flip open the case, and out jumps Quinny. And I take out a hand mirror... And I give it to him and say, I did pretty good. And so the camera's behind Quinny's head. And he takes the mirror and holds it up to his face. You just hear. (laughs) (laughs) And he like smashes it. He says, this won't do. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E and tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Epilogue 1. Having left Quinny's parents to uh, share a moment mourning their son, Avalon Riker moved through the old house, past the framed photos on the wall, up the stairs, down the hallway into Quinny's old room. 
Quietly, as quietly as a thief with his years of training can do, he slipped inside. He moved in amongst the small bedroom, looked at the photos sitting on the mantel, and then reached inside his side bag, pulled out a photo that looked a little bit different than the rest. With a slight smile, he placed it on the dresser. Hope this helps, he said to the heir, and disappeared the way he came in. Epilogue 2. As our heroes continued to climb the staircase up and out of hell, only one of them bothered to look back. Just before his soul was sucked up out and into his new body, Quinny looked back over his shoulder. And of all the dum-dums, he was the only one to see the man with the changing face smiling at him, holding up a contract and nodding. We'll be seeing you, the man said. And Quinny, acutely aware of the new tattoo on his back and the secret dagger he held in his boot, knew the words were true. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So this is the end of the world. Pretty weird, right? I'm Hannah. I'm sure you've probably noticed by now. I'm a zombie. Might even be the last one. From the creator of Redmond Born and Cybernautica. I can't exactly control most of the things zombie me does. I'm basically what amounts to a backseat driver in my own body. You learn to kind of just go with it after a while, I think. Like, do I feel bad for eating a family of four when I was new? You bet. Not exactly my favorite memory. <laughs> Hannah is living her best unlife, while unknowingly being on a crash course with Callie, an explorer desperately seeking to leave her mark on an American wasteland that seems to be all out of new discoveries. Oh, one might say that it's the comics that got me into this, but between you and me, I'm gonna blame the McSodas. No sense in ruining everything I like in one day. Together, this unlikely pair team up against the dangers of post-apocalyptia. <sighs> okay, okay, this thing is not playing around at all. Shit, incoming! Sometimes I miss the old days. Killing zombies for upstart communities, now that was a lot more simple. A lot more ethical, too. Wouldn't you say so? Don't you think it's a little more ethical to kill a zombie than just some stranger on the road? Panapocalypse. A story about love, death, and robots. Just not the Netflix guy. <laughs>